0: My guest was healed supernaturally of cancer. And now when he prays for people, over 70 so far have been healed of cancer. I have never, ever seen such outrageous, aggressive faith that causes miracles to happen.
1: Can ancient secrets of the supernatural be rediscovered? Do angels exist? Is there life after death? Are healing miracles real? Can you get supernatural help from another dimension? Has the future been written in advance? Mm -hmm. Sid Roth has spent 30 years
2: researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid on this edition of It's Supernatural!
0: Hello. Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest, Charles Vance, has the most outrageous, aggressive, I'll even say ferocious faith for miracles than anyone you've ever heard. And you know what? It exudes from every pore of his body. I have some questions about miracles. Now, if I've got questions about miracles, you've got questions about miracles. Why is one person healed? And another person not? Why is someone that's not even a believer healed and someone that has been in the way, maybe that's the problem, has has been been in the Word uh, for 30 years, they're not healed. Why does someone get healed at a meeting and then it seems as though they go right out the door and they lose their healing and it doesn't come back? There are a lot of mysteries to why miracles happen, why they don't happen, and we're going to try to clear up a lot of these mysteries. Uh, But Charles, you were raised in a a nice religious Pentecostal family. You go to church your whole life, uh, but you didn't see many people healed. You didn't have a clue about healings or, or miracles, but something happened in your life that changed everything. Uh, you were installing a sound system in a, uh, a congregation and you ha- were going to running into problems in your life and you asked the pastor to do what a pastor does. Uh, you said, pray for me. And he said.
1: He said, no. No. <laughs> and, and to compound the problem, he was a friend of mine. I'm thinking, gosh, that's that's really. You're being a jerk. I didn't say this, but I thought that. (laughs) I understand. Because I thought, you know, the least you could do is pray for me. Times are tough. The kids were sick. I was having a tough time financially, but he said, I will do this. He said, I'll spend about an hour with you. If you'll plan to spend an extra hour when you come to install my sound system or look it over and get ready to install it. And he set me down and he put a Bible in my hand. Now, I've been raised in church since I was three years old, so it wasn't odd for me to be around the Bible, but he took me to some specific areas of Scripture that showed me, and he told me, he said, you're sabotaging your life by what you're saying and how you're acting. And he took me to some Scriptures that he showed me that Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah, I remember specifically, took me to James chapter 3 and said that we actually set the direction that our life is going in by the words that come out of our mouth. Well, it started revolutionizing my life. I mean, just immediately. But
0: it, it just seems to me it shouldn't have been, number one, it shouldn't have been a mystery to you. You should have known these things. You just said since, what, three years old you're in church. You should have known these things. But he just shows you a few scriptures that become alive to you and it you would think it would take 20 years to change your life.
1: It wet my taste when he started showing me that I had something to do with my future. You know, we've heard people say things like God's a mysterious God. Well, I heard somebody respond to that a few years ago that he's only mysterious to people that don't know anything about him. God's, That's true. God's not mysterious. He 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 gave us His Bible. This Bible. Yeah, you know Bible what that I'm
0: thinking? Had. A father should not be mysterious to their children. And no God problem. is a better father than any natural father anyone could have.
1: Absolutely. And we we've, we've acted like that. God does things mysteriously. That He'll just randomly pick and choose. Well, I'll heal Sid, but I won't heal Charles. And and we've not known, we've wondered, well, why would He heal Sid and not heal Charles? Well, that doesn't make any sense if we call God a God of love. I remember growing up in church, reading the tenets of faith that were posted on the walls of our church that God provided healing for all under the atonement. And then I would hear people get up in the pulpit and say, well, God heals some folks and He doesn't heal other folks and we just don't know
0: why. Or you go to any church in the world and you say, I want to pray for the sick, stand up if you're sick, and the majority of the church stands up. There's something wrong with that picture. Absolutely. May 4th, 1994, Talk is cheap, Charles. You bump into a life-threatening disease. Tell me how to start it started.
1: Well we, you know, I'd been teaching and preaching healing. We would seen miracles take place in our church. Uh, I had started pastoring our church full-time that year. My dad had pastored it since 1963. i started the transition in 1988. We're seeing miracles take place. We're preaching powerful word of faith a powerful word for healing. And we're seeing miracle after miracle. I wake up on a Wednesday morning, May 4th, 1994, with a pain in my belly, a bad pain in my belly. thought I'll take some Tums, roll-aids, go <laughs> you, back to bed. You've seen the commercials. <laughs> sure. Go back to bed. Couldn't go back to bed. As the day went on, the pain actually got worse. I'd been on a fast for about three days, and I thought, maybe I need to eat something. So I ate a hamburger that afternoon, threw it up. Uh, I don't do that. that's I guess some people do that right. on a regular basis. I don't do it. So that was extremely abnormal for me. Had a little bit of relief for a few moments, and then the pain started back, and the pain just kept escalating. It kept getting worse and worse and worse. Now, all day long, I 'm doing what I preach. I don't think you should preach one thing to people and do something else. So I was trying to practice what I preach. I spoke to the pain. I spoke to the source of the pain. I invoked the name of Jesus. I was doing everything that I knew that I had preached to others to do for myself.
0: Just just out of curiosity, Charles, uh, the, the Sunday before this pain hit you, what was the subject you spoke on?
1: We had been on... I'm not real sure. I think you're asking me if I preached on healing, but I'm not sure if I did. But we were always preaching on faith. Everything in our meetings would always get back to faith because one of the things that changed my life is when my preacher friend set me down and started showing me how important it was for me to say what God said by faith. So that just completely turned my life around. It turned my business around. It turned my health. My kids were sick all of the time. My kids quit getting sick.
0: Okay, you have this pain. You do everything you've been telling everyone to do. And the pain is getting worse. You're throwing up. You're, so what do you do? What Great man of God, what do you do?
1: Uh, the same <laughs> thing everybody else does probably. I called my brother, which was my praise uh, leader at the time. He lived just a few doors down from me. And he could hear the pain in my voice. Uh, I heard him, I I told him I was going to unlock the front door. Nobody at home with me. It was about five o'clock in the evening. And uh, I heard him come in and he was yelling, Charlie, where are you? And I I told him I was in the back bedroom. I'd been up on my knees, you know, on all fours. I'd gotten a hot tub of water. I'd done everything that I could think of that would maybe alleviate this pain. Well, he came in immediately and started doing the same thing that I was doing. He laid his hands on me. He told me, Payne you got to go. Leave from the root, the sickness, the disease, whatever's causing this pain. I listen.
0: When the pain gets unbearable and doesn't leave, and you have done everything you know to do, I suggest you get to the hospital quickly. Let's find out what Charles did. Be right back after this word.
1: We'll be right back to. It's supernatural.
0: For he himself is our peace. Who has made both Jew and Gentile into one. And broke down the barrier of the dividing wall.
1: His purpose was to create in himself. To create in himself. His purpose
0: was to create one new man. One new man. One new man. Adam new echad. One new man.
2: We now return to It's supernatural. Hello.
0: Sid Roth here with Charles Vance. What happens when you're telling everyone God's a good God? You're telling everyone God's not a respecter of persons. You're telling everyone God will heal anyone of anything. And that's what you've been because you get so excited that you start and there's miracles taking place all, all over your congregation, and you have this pain. you call your brother-in-law who lives nearby uh, and, and he prays for you, and you've been praying for all your worth, and no relief. You go to the hospital. Charles Vance, what happened next?
1: I called my brother, he came. he talked me into going to the hospital. His wife was a nurse. She said it's probably gallbladder. Go to the hospital process of getting through the emergency room, they started an IV. Uh, I didn't think that was good because I was intending on going home that evening. I'm sure. <laughs> then they put a stomach pump in. Mm. I knew that was definitely not a good sign. Third thing they did that was not a good sign was they asked me who my surgeon was. Now, I didn't have a surgeon. I didn't even have a family doctor at the time. So we, uh, they put me in the hospital, 1 a.m. The next day, they did an ultrasound to check my gallbladder. There was nothing wrong with my gallbladder. The uh, next day, they took me to x-ray, had to pull the stomach pump out, took me to x-ray, and as, actually did the fluoroscope that morning, started a fluoroscope. The doctor that did the fluoroscope, I'd built a house for, a company had built a house for, so he turned the screen around so that I could see it. Had me to take a drink of this liquid that would show up on the screen, and uh, said, you need to take another drink. Took another drink, and it got into my small intestines and I could see it stop. And when it stopped, he said, that's all we need right now. So uh, they sent me back to the room, started a series of x-rays. That was Friday morning. X-rayed probably every four hours or so. And
0: and by the way, I saw the x-rays of the blockage. This man had a big blockage. Go ahead.
1: Sid, my stomach was so swollen, even after they'd put the stomach pump in, that if you would touch it, it would hurt. They had me on Demerol. It was just a miserable, miserable season in my life. On Friday afternoon, the surgeon came in, which by the way, our company had built a house for him as well, came in and and, uh, said, you've got a blockage. We found a blockage in your small intestines and he said, we're diagnosing it as lymphoma. And he said, I want to do surgery immediately.
0: That's got to be such a shock to someone like you. You were positive. Not to, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You were positive nothing was wrong.
1: It was aggravating. You know, it's, it's, It was an irritant. Frust- yeah, it was frustrating. It's a waste. It's time wasted. Exactly. And um, my feeling was I should not be here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind going to the hospital to visit people, but I'm not going to be a patient. That's not my focus in life by any means. And he, he said we've got to do surgery. I said I don't want to do surgery. I, I, and and I'm thinking, what is going on is really sure, what I'm thinking. I understand. And and uh, he said the longer he said I'll I'll wait if nothing worse happens. But he said if the least thing changes, he said I'm taking you into surgery. Well, I wanted to give God some time. You know, I've been preaching this stuff, and I remember being in the emergency room, and I told the devil just quietly, surrounded by nurses, I said. If you kill me, I'll win. I'm going to go be with the y. I just want you to yeah. know. I told the devil, I just want you to know <laughs> you're a loser. Uh, and I said, if I win this thing, I said, I will rub this in your face the rest of my life. We do a healing and miracle service in May every year and we use the whole month to rub it in his face that oh, I've had a okay. healing. All right.
0: So uh, you, you have this space of time to pray. Um, Sunday comes along. They've been x-raying you every three hours, and I assume no change. Uh, how many days were you in the hospital?
1: I, I went in on Wednesday night or Thursday morning, 1 a.m. Uh, they started the uh, fluoroscope and x-rays on Friday. So all day Friday, all day Saturday. And then Sunday morning, they send for me from the x-ray department again, early. At best I remember, they woke me up and sent for me. And I seem to remember that they sent for me a second time, which they had never done that real short period of time, 30 minutes or an hour apart. And then in about two hours, about nine o'clock, the doctor shows up, the surgeon shows up and he walks in the room with about three interns. They stand at the end of my bed, real small private room. And he stands to my left and he looked at me and he said, Charlie, I don't know what to tell you with the exception that yesterday the blockage was there and today it's gone. Now he was wearing a lapel pin that said he is risen. I looked at his lapel pin and he was getting ready to go to church. He was doing his rounds before he went to church. He's a little different flavor than I And uh, I said, that right there is the reason that this blockage is gone. I can almost see him back up against the wall and kind of throw his hands up. And he said, I believe in miracles, but my scientific mind gets in the way. Now I've learned that you can have a miracle right under your nose. And if you don't believe God is God, and if you don't believe that he has the ability to do something miraculous. But, 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 but wait, 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 wait a, a second, wait a second. <laughs> I saw
0: the before x-rays. Mm-hmm. I saw the after x-rays, blockage no blockage, lymphoma, no lymphoma. My scientific mind says it was a miracle. <laughs> well mine would say that too. Oh, okay, a few days later the Lord speaks to you and tells you why you did not need that surgery.
1: He told me two things. I could take you to the spot still in my house today. He said, the people that you chose to surround yourself with and your reflexes, well, I, he said spiritual reflexes, and I, had, I really had to think about that. I thought, oh, uh, Lord, I really don't hardly even know what you're saying, spiritual reflexes. Mm-hmm. Well, I found out reflexes is just an automatic response. I had to go look it up. You know, I know what a reflex is. The doctor hits you with the hammer and, you know, checks your uh, response.
0: Well, most so, people's automatic response is fear, exactly. panic, uh, everyone pray for me, mm-hmm. and worry. That's the automatic response.
1: And I told people, don't tell anybody about this. When I was in the hospital, that was the first thing I told people. And, and, and I think there was maybe a little bit of a pride issue, but more than that, I didn't want a lot of people saying, Pastor is sick. Pastor is in the hospital. I wanted people saying, the hand of God is going to change the circumstances. Okay,
0: God said you would not be standing here if your reflex wasn't according to his kingdom rather than the kingdom of this world. And you said he said a second
1: thing. Those who I chose to companion with. Solomon said that if you make yourself a companion with the wise, you'll be wise. But if you make yourself a companion with fools, you'll be destroyed. I I would expand that by saying if you make yourself a companion with the healed, you'll be healed. But if you make yourself a companion with the sick, you'll probably be sick. But but you know what I think is
0: wonderful, what the devil
1: meant for evil
0: has actually been turned around for good because Charles now prays for the sick. He's had well over 70 people, most of them in his congregation, well over 70 people have been healed of cancer. And I want you to, it's contagious, not the cancer, his aggressive faith. I want you to catch some of his, another word for faith is trust, some of his absolute childlike trust in the integrity of the Word of the living God. Don't go away. Be right back after this word.
2: We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. The x-rays revealed that Charles Vance had an intestinal blockage. He was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer. Charles applied what God taught him about walking in faith. Four days later his doctor stood dumbfounded with x-rays showing that the blockage miraculously disappeared. He was totally healed. Now he wants to mentor you to receive your healing and access every promise that God has for you for every area of your life. Call now and receive Charles Vance powerful six-part audio CD teaching series, Faith Healing, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. When Charles Vance taught this to his congregation, over 50 people were healed of cancer, heart conditions, and every manner of disease. Through this biblically-based CD teaching series, you will learn that life and death is in the power of your tongue. Learn how to handle doubt and reject negative circumstances. Receive your healing and never lose it. Walk in divine health. Understand that faith is the doorway to every promise of God. Get ready to receive an impartation to live by faith where miracles and healing is commonplace. Don't miss out on getting Charles Vance's powerful six-part audio CD teaching series, Faith Healing, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1329. Call or you can write to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural! Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 1329 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural!
0: Hello. Sid Roth here with Charles Vance. Now Charles, you love to pray for the sick now. Because you you really have a passion for people to understand what God has given us. Uh, In my notes, something that so many people ponder is they stand in a healing line. Some are healed, some are not. Some that are healed, they leave the congregation and it seems as though the pain comes right back. That should be. I can't picture Jesus praying for someone and the pain coming back.
1: I think people have made that a real mysterious issue when the Bible tells us in the Old Testament and the New Testament that the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2 and 4 is where that's quoted from in the New Testament. It says the just shall live by his faith. That means Sid's going to live by Sid's Mm -hmm. faith and Charles is going to live by Charles's faith. And I understand there's some exceptions to that that we can put our faith together. But for the most part, it's it, it's a, it's our responsibility. You know, all of us know that faith comes by hearing Romans 10 and 17. We probably know Mark 4:24. Jesus said, "The sower sows the word, the logos." Any way that you can expose yourself to God, the word of God, the things of God, it's going to increase faith. Faith. You know, a lot of times what we do is. We expose ourselves to everything else that is going on. The reports of the news, the reports of the doctors, the reports of your friend. Uh, I knew somebody that had that, and gosh, uh, gosh, I don't even want to tell you what happened. Uh, well,
0: even worse than that, when the doctor says, yeah. uh, what did your father have? What did your mother yeah, have? Exactly. Uh, well, you're probably going to have this. And, and, and it's sort of like planted inside as a younger person, and it kind of grows in you.
1: It really does. And, and I believe if we're going to get free from those, what people have called generational diseases, genera- generational curses, we're going to have to develop a faith in God's Word.
0: It's okay, okay, but why does, why does someone healed and then the healing seems to mysteriously disappear?
1: Well, not only do we have to develop faith to receive something, we have to have faith to keep something. Uh, I believe it's the same faith that we receive something by. It was the same Word that God spoke the worlds into existence. The Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 that keeps it in existence. So God didn't just stop with a Word. His words still reverberating throughout the universes. Our words need to come in alignment with the Word of God. Our thinking needs to come into alignment with the Word of God. Our faith, obviously, believe means uh, You
0: know, uh, this is crossing my mind. You said our, our speaking. Uh, our thinking has to come and obviously the speaking because that goes out and that's in the atmosphere and that is tangible even though you don't see it with your, uh, uh, with your natural eyes. I believe our thoughts go out into the atmosphere just like our words do because Jesus knew the thoughts of people. Yeah. So they obviously were coming out.
1: There's a circle of faith. What comes out of our mouth not only goes into the atmosphere, it goes back into my ear. And what I hear is what I believe which lodges down in my heart." And the scripture said that what gets in my heart, Jesus said, from the overflow of my heart, my mouth speaks. Then I hear it again. I turn into a circle. I call it going to seed. I can go to seed with good things, create a good harvest, or I can go to seed with bad things. If I keep saying something that is opposite to the promises of God's Word, it's going to build faith in wrong things. And if I have faith in wrong things, guess what I'm going to have? wrong things materializing in my life.
0: So when the symptom leaves and then comes back, it's not a sickness issue, it's a faith issue.
1: It is to me. And I've seen so many people receive a healing and then keep a healing because they've learned how they got the healing. You know, a lot of times as full gospel folks, we'll go up in a prayer line, get hands laid on us and see Just a a incredible move of the glory of God. People get miracles, and I believe in the gifts of the Spirit and the working of miracles and gifts of healings. But sometimes people will walk away and and lose that because they don't know how they got it. They don't know how it got there. I say, speaking about knowing how
0: you got it, I would like Charles to teach for a couple of minutes, faith, and you'll see what I mean. It literally will radiate right out to you, maybe for a minute.
1: Faith means to be persuaded, and the scripture says it comes by hearing the Word of God or exposing ourselves to the Word of God. We need to expose ourselves more to God and His Word and His promises than we are to everything else. We don't need to hear things halfway in between. We don't need to try to be spiritually or politically correct. We need to become extreme and radical about the things of God, because I believe as we become radical with our faith, the results are going to become radical in our lives. As a matter of fact, Sid, if it's okay, I want to pray with people right now. There's some people watching today that you're saying, gosh, I I just didn't know things were that simple. Uh, I, I want to pray with you and put my faith together with you because I know that sickness and disease is not from God and I know Jesus has already paid for you to be healthy. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, For the person that's watching, there's somebody sitting in it just like a lounge chair and you're sick in your stomach. I speak to that sickness and I command it to cease from the root. And I command wholeness by the stripes of Jesus. I command wholeness to a man that's watching with cancer right now. I curse that cancer that's in your body. I command every cell of it to die. And I command healing to be manifested in you in the name of Jesus the Christ. Thank you so much, Father, for everything good that you've created for us. We receive it now. Every person that's diseased and sick, I command you to be well. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: And you know, Charles, just before you started praying, I felt an angel just touch me on the head. I believe that if you could see the invisible world, you would see that healing. Power of God going right into you right now receive it all now in Jesus name be whole
2: the x-rays revealed that Charles Vance had an intestinal blockage he was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer charles applied what god taught him about walking in faith 4 days later his doctor stood dumbfounded with x-rays showing that the blockage miraculously disappeared he was totally healed. Now he wants to mentor you to receive your healing and access every promise that God has for you for every area of your life. Call now and receive Charles Vance's powerful six-part audio CD teaching series, Faith Healing, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. When Charles Vance taught this to his congregation, over 50 people were healed of cancer, heart conditions, and every manner of disease. Through this biblically-based CD teaching series, you will learn that life and death is in the power of your tongue. Learn how to handle doubt and reject negative circumstances. Receive your healing and never lose it. Walk in divine health. Understand that faith is the doorway to every promise of God. Get ready to receive an impartation to live by faith where miracles and healing is commonplace. Don't miss out on getting Charles Vance's powerful six-part audio CD teaching series, Faith Healing, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1329. Call or you can write to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia, 31521. Please specify offer number 1329 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today.
0: Next week on It's Supernatural. Have you prayed for years without seeing any results? Discouraged, almost ready to throw in the towel? My guest will show you How to recapture childlike faith to see the impossible become possible in your life. It is normal. It's yours.